0: Hi, this is Raymond Pun. Welcome to the IFLA CPDWL podcast project. In this space, we talk with library and information professionals who support and participate in professional development work. Today's guests are Daria Beliakova and Monica Ertel. Daria Beliakova has received the specialty of a librarian bibliographer at Moscow State University of Culture. She has been working in the Library for Foreign Literature since 1995. Her professional interests include study and dissemination of experience of foreign libraries, preparation of publications in professional journals and social networks, organization of professional development programs for cultural workers, coordination of work with professional organizations including IFLA, the Russian Library Association, the Library Assembly of Eurasia, with leading Russian foreign libraries and universities. Since 2013, Daria has headed the International Librarianship Group, member of the Standing Committee of IFLA, Continuing Professional Development and Workplace Learning Section, and as a member of the Standing Committee of the Section for International Cooperation of the Russian Library Association. Monica Ertel is currently Vice President of Global Information Services for Bain & Company, where she leads their worldwide information services network in 59 countries. Her responsibilities include managing an international team of researchers who provide high-level research analysis and support, desktop delivery of key information resources, end-user consultant training, and strategic information leadership for the firm. Ms. Erthel has over 25 years of library management experience, including Corin Ferry International, where she was the Director of Global Knowledge Management, and North American Research. She also held leadership positions with the American Library Association, and the International Federation of Library Associations and Institutions, where she has been a member since 1988. Welcome, Daria and Monica. Let's talk about the Knowledge Cafe and our upcoming workshops. First, tell us briefly, what is Knowledge Cafe? Who started it in IFLA and when did it start and why is it so wildly popular at the Congress? Monica, would you like to address that?
1: Sure, and thank you, Ray. The concept for Knowledge Cafe started in 2013 at IFLA in Singapore. We had a session uh, CPTWL on libraries as learning organizations, how to nurture growth in our staff and communities. And it was um, several presentations if I can remember back that far, but we also broke up into tables to talk about topics that had to do with learning organizations. And we had 294 people So we knew we were on to something. We didn't call it a Knowledge Cafe at the time, but uh, we decided to build on this idea. So a Knowledge Cafe is a place where people come together to talk, to share ideas of common interest. So just like you go into your local coffee shop, you see people um, chatting with their friends, talking about their families or Talking about movies, whatever is of interest. So, as librarians, our job is to listen, to share, to help, to educate our patrons, and it's just very natural to do this for ourselves. So, we come to IFLA to learn in many ways, and I think some of the the best ways uh, is from talking to one another. And so that's why we decided to formalize. Um, a session where people could just come and talk on topics of interest to them in a very non-formal way. And here we are, 2020, and uh, we're headed off into, I think this will be our eighth or ninth one.
0: Wow, eighth or ninth one, that is quite impressive. I remember going to a couple of knowledge cafes in person during the past few Congresses, and it is very, very popular, lots of people coming in with different perspectives, sharing their ideas, the trends that are going on to address these specific topics, right? Mm-hmm. And so, right, and and it's interesting because we have an upcoming Knowledge Cafe session on Zoom in February, and some of the table topics such as change management techniques for staff and designing user-centric services and programs are really great ideas for discussion, particularly now during this, this period that we're all experiencing. And Daria, can you tell us which topics are relevant to you and in your work?
2: Uh, hello, everybody. Thank you, Ray, and uh, thank you, Monica. Actually, when we prepare the program, we choose uh, from topics uh, what, uh, what were popular last time and uh, haven't lost their relevance. And uh, of course, we have suggested uh, some new topics. My favorites are Upgrade Your Brain, Obtain essential competitions uh, for modern infopros and uh, uh, working with diverse generational staff, millennials, Generation X, and baby boomers. Uh, because my activity has been related to um, the implementations of professional development programs for librarians for several years, uh, we always need to upgrade our brain using of information technology online teaching methods and uh, personal management we need to learn uh, how to quickly assimilate large amounts of uh, information how to communicate with people of different generations these people have uh, different com- competences and they have uh, different life experiences and uh, they they have different Approaches to their daily challenges—it's uh, uh, very interesting. And uh, together in the uh, work team, uh, they complement uh, each other perfectly. Uh, but we must understand and remember those differences well.
0: Yeah, those are really great points, Staria. And I think the one that you mentioned, upgrading your brain—that—that. Um, that, that beginning part, I, I it did stood out to me. So I, I find some of these topics, um, certainly, mo- most of them are are really connected to the bigger issues. And some of them are very can be very specific. And so we want to talk about these topics and trends, like how are they chosen? And Daria mentioned them being popular. But if you if if Monica, if you can also expand on how, how are they chosen from from your point of view, and which one stands out to you? I think our listeners would like to hear that.
1: Sure. Um, well, we uh, it's really the topics are chosen just based on, as Daria said, what are hot topics. Um, at past cafes, what has been interesting, getting ideas from colleagues and the organizers uh, this year at CPTWL and Knowledge Management, so Daria and I are the representatives organizing this. Um, We put together a long list between the two of us. And then we passed it by the leadership in the KM and CPTWL standing committees and asked them for their ideas. And uh, we put together a big list and then we just sent it around and we, we kind of voted on it. But really, it was up to Daria and me to say, oh, these are the. Uh, top topics we figure out how many tables we want I should back up and say okay that first drives how many do we have and and we base it on the number of people that we had in the prior year and where the conference is being held so generally we've had 10 to 12 uh, tables of 10 people each uh, and, uh, so that means we come up with 10 to 12. And, um, so that's, it, it's pretty simple. There's nothing very scientific to it, but just based on what we know is going on out there and what we, uh, think that people want to talk about. And I suppose some of it is kind of selfish because it's what, what do I want to hear about? And <laughs> to me, the sessions that are interesting have to do with measuring impact of our learning activities and Uh, finding motivation for how do you uh, take control of your own professional development?
0: Yeah, that's a really great point about the motivation aspect, particularly now with so many distractions going on and for folks who are going from one Zoom meeting to another webinar and so Mm -hmm. forth, right? And so how do they adapt some of these features into their work and and continue, right? Sharpening their, their skills and experiences and and you brought up a really great point about the coordination with you and Daria, which is really important, right? If you are interested in organizing a knowledge cafe, whether it's in person or in Zoom, definitely have a team of folks to mm-hmm. help, help us get that started. So we certainly hope to see more of these types of sessions down the line. And so you had mentioned about the roundtable discussions, people coming in together and then having a... A facilitator and a, a reporter, potentially, and then documenting all of that discussion so that it could be shared later. But I wanted to ask on this on this other type of question. Uh, this note: What happens with the shared notes after the discussion? Do you think the discussion helps participants share their ideas in their workplaces, Daria? What do you think? Uh, well, at first,
2: we will prepare a summary of the results of the, the discussions of each topic and uh, then we will uh, share it for all participants of the Knowledge Cafe uh, and, of course, uh, for all specialists of, uh, 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 who are interested in it. And uh, We will uh, publish the results in our blog and uh, our newsletter. Uh, I'm sure many librarians will uh, find useful information for themselves. Uh, most important uh, in, in Importantly, <laughs> uh, during, during the discussions, we share the best practices of our work. Uh, things uh, that our work uh, in some libraries and countries are likely to work in others. And besides, uh, the uh, competent professionals will discuss uh, their best ideas. Uh, I believe uh, these ideas must work in practice.
0: Right. And certainly, I think it's important for all of us to try to create a strategy where you can transfer knowledge to the workplace. I I, I hear this a lot, even in our discussions at IFLA, how do they translate and transfer what they've learned into what they're doing directly? And sometimes it might not be connected and sometimes they are curious, right? They don't know a topic, for instance, on a specific technology and then they participate in. And so it's, it's quite interesting to hear um, how the, Daria, you shared the strategy to disseminate in different areas so that other people who couldn't attend can also get an idea and, and, and participate and share their uh, reactions and feedback potentially with their own colleagues. Now we want to uh, pivot to this other question here, really looking at for those who are interested in organizing a Knowledge Cafe session, whether it's in person or online, Um, What advice do you have for those interested in in doing so? Uh, Monica, would you like to start first?
1: Sure, Um, I would say if you have a topic that you want to learn more about uh, from people, from your colleagues, it's a very simple way to uh, get people together to talk and share. I have to say the kind of the impetus to the, the Knowledge Cafe for me was a long time ago when I was at Apple. And uh, I was hired to start a library for them and asked to do it on, it was an Apple II at the time. And I said in the interview, yes, I can do that. you know. And then I got the job and I thought, what am I going to do? You know, I don't know how to do this. Uh, but I knew a lot of people were using Apples in libraries. So I put a call out in American libraries and said, anybody wanna get together to talk about how they're using apples in their libraries? And I got a lot of response and um, we kind of went for there. And for several years, we did this and we broke people up into different tables to talk about circulation systems or reference. And um, so it, it kind of comes out of a need that you have to learn and to share in a more informal setting. Uh, with your colleagues who have more experience and everybody learns.
0: Definitely, uh, not not necessarily a, uh, a, a stage on stage kind of approach, mm-hmm. right. right? So mm-hmm. you, you hear an, a community of practice. And, and Daria, what advice do you have?
2: Uh, uh, invite the best professionals to the discussion. Invite the most experienced moderators as discussion leaders. Invite the smartest secretaries to write and prepare the reports. Uh, discuss current topics with your audience in advance. And now, if you do it online, try to bring people who live in different time zones together in one session, <laughs> that's all.
0: Yeah, that, that those are really great points. It's really challenging right now that we're sort of Working in this vacuum of sorting out different time zones, and uh, for those listeners who have been following in our previous conversation, Ifla President Christine McKenzie also mentioned that this has been a, a lingering challenge, right, for everyone, even 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 to the work that she's trying to do online. Even though we are all connected right now in different ways, it's it's still quite a challenge. And so, uh, really, those are those are great points. Thank you both for sharing. And now we want to end on this last question here, since we are about professional development. This last question is, what's a professional development tip or advice that you'd like to share with others, particularly those who are new and or would like to be involved in IFLA? Daria, would you like to start first?
2: Uh, Be proactive. Uh, IFLA is uh, undergoing major changes and uh, really needs uh, your fresh ideas and energy. Uh, get to know better your colleagues in the IFLA section. You can use uh, their rich experience and your work, and uh, fear nothing. IFLA is very friendly
1: community of professionals. Mm.
0: Yeah, great, great advice, uh, Monica.
1: I would say my advice would be to get involved, join a standing committee, attend a meeting, volunteer, do a poster session. Um, Anything you can, you just get the most out of any organization when you get involved. You meet people, lasting relationships, and again, you kind of have these informal knowledge cafes outside of the programs, but you, the more you give, the more you get. So my advice is in any organization, and IFLA especially, uh, do what you can to get get involved. You will make friends for life, and uh, you it will really benefit your professional development.
0: Yes, those are really great points. As we mentioned, there will be a Knowledge Cafe sessions, we have ongoing yearly webinars and collaboration with different groups, we have social media channels engaging with the library profession, and certainly those are opportunities if you're unable to attend in person, like all of us aren't able to, but even so, when things change down the line, these are still opportunities to stay connected. And so, thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with us today and sharing your thoughts on the Knowledge Cafe. Thank you, Ray. Enjoyed it.
2: Thank you very much. I uh, will see you all.